Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! So the top story, Bam is no longer on the run, I guess. Bam was on the run. Bam went for a run. Bam's been just more and more, ever since Ryan Dunn passed, which at this point, I think it's like 10 years ago, almost at this point, he's been messed up in the head. Like, he really took that hard, and then just, I feel like, went really down. Because a lot of the other guys who were on Jackass... Like, I feel like almost, like, not went domestic, but sort of cleaned up themselves a little bit. Like, Steve-O is still Steve-O. He's still like a lunatic. But he's, like, sober Steve-O. Right. So they kind of, everybody else kind of grew up, and Bam didn't. Yeah, Bam's the only one who didn't. It's funny. It's funny and horrible. You know, but, you you know, you I've seen things about Bam for years now where it's like, Bam did this fucked up thing. Bam did this fucked up thing. Bam did, but like not in like a funny like oh like Jackass fucked up like, oh Bam's definitely on meth. Bam has a problem. Right. Right and yeah, I mean I just all I know I was never a Jackass. I just didn't watch it. It was a little after my time. But when the other guy died, Ryan, what's his name? 
Ryan uh, Dunn. Ryan Dunn. I just remember somebody at either it was I don't know if it was at a wake or if it was at a roast, and somebody said, "Oh, I know. I was thinking the same thing everybody else was thinking when Ryan died. Why wasn't it Bam? Right? Like that was the that was the joke." Yeah. And I'm just like, and as Bam's life just continues to go, every time there's a Bam story, that's all I think of is that joke from the roast. All right. Uh, so let's see. Before we get into the other top stories, let's let's do the let's do the Patreon uh, again. Welcome to Geek Stuff TNG. This is episode seven nineteen. Uh, Kev's going to be trying to call in. He's again on the road from parts unknown. Um, but please follow the show on all the social medias: uh, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram. It's Geek Stuff TNG in all those places. Go check out the website geekstufftng.com. Uh, support us on Patreon, Geek Stuff uh, TNG over there as well. For a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord server. Uh, for three dollars a month, it's the early bird special, so you get the shows as soon as we're done recording them. We are recording them on Friday nights, so they come out Monday morning these days. Uh, so you get the show usually Friday or Saturday on the early bird special. Uh, actually, this Monday when it comes out will be May first. That is May Day, May Day, May Day, May Day. Uh, Five dollars a month gets you the bonus round. You get the uh, bonus episodes, the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And then for $10 a month, you get to watch the show live when Kev is at his home base, and he can use all of his technology to uh, stream the show over on the Instagram Lives. So, that's that. All right, let's there do this. Go. Let's do this. Geek Stuff. What's in the news? Are you old enough to remember the writer's strike? I feel like I've heard of it. I never knew the context or, like, what came of it, but I do know it existed. So... All I remember from the writer's strike is that, um, I mean, it, it, it killed a lot of shows, right? You know, shows that were on the on the bubble and then got ended after five episodes because there were no, they couldn't write anymore. Uh, it, you know, like, it, it, it hurt a lot of shows that way. Um, and then a lot of things, like, came out of it, like, stuff that was already written, they could produce, right? You just can't get anything new written. And so I think that has to do with a lot of shows where, you know, if in the middle of filming something needs to be changed, you need a writer. Well, if the writers are on strike, then you can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but but uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog came out of the writer's strike. That was uh, Joss Whedon's little project that he worked on while they couldn't work on anything else. So, there you go. that was that was the, the last time there was a big writer's strike. So, you know, there is potential for another one. Uh, Hollywood writers vote on strike at, um, let's see. So the WGA union argues companies have leveraged the streaming transition and underpays writers, right? So certainly the original contracts, like from back way in the day, streaming's nothing. Like, you know, it's none of that stuff's mentioned. Like, now they have to, like, say in yeah. the contract any possible future way that this could go out. Like, you know, they have to leave it open for unknown technologies. But, you know, people that wrote stuff long ago don't get anything for streaming services, Right. You know, it's silly to say out loud now, but it's like I don't even know what we could do beyond streaming that isn't covered at this point. <laughs> They're going like, to beam it directly into your head, man. But do we want to cover that? Yeah. <laughs> does, does the next contract cover that? The writers need to get paid when you beam their words directly into your head. So. I mean, good for them. I, I didn't even realize this sounds silly, but it makes sense because I guess Hollywood is way bigger than I realized. I, is this is a union thing, I guess, they're, that they're voting on strike? Yeah, the writers go. Is there a writers union? Yeah, the right, it's the writers union. Yeah. I didn't realize there's like so many unions in Hollywood, but it makes sense now, like thinking about it in retrospect. 
Um, oh yeah, I mean, so what? You got you got like the Writers Guild, you got the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, I mean, it's like those are the things that like. So that's why, like Michael J. Fox, his name mm -hmm. is Michael J. Fox because to join the Writers or the, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, to join the union. Well, part of being in the union protects your name, and there was already a Michael Fox, who was an actor at some point. So he yeah. had to be, uh, you know, he he needed the middle initial, and his actual middle initial is A, but he didn't want to be Michael a Fox, so he changed his middle initial to J for Hollywood. But anyway, but it's joining the union is the reason why people have to change their name, and you can't just go and say, "Oh, my name is also Robert De Niro," even if that's what's on your birth certificate, right? Um, Thank God there's no famous Dominic Perry's. My Hollywood career is still intact. That's right. You can use your real name, but you, but you know it would be it would be the sandwich in quotes in the middle anyway. So Dart is formerly known as the sandwich. Yeah, well, it's just like it's still you know nobody says Dwayne Johnson, right? Yeah. Like he's the only one that says Dwayne Johnson. Everybody says, oh, this movie's got the Rock in it, and at best it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? But that's the yeah. same thing, like. But but he even had to fight for that to get that name from Vince, right? I mean, because so. technically Vince owns you, um, owns everything yeah. about you in, in the WWE, right? Yeah, no, they own like everything about you from WWE. Um, is just like he owns it from in perpetuity unless you fight them on it. Right. Like name, whatever name you use, um, unless it's your name, they can't copyright your name, obviously. But like moves, like you could in theory, I think use the same move. But now it's instead of the Scott crush, the Scott crush, it's the Pi Day smash or something like right. that. So it can't be the people's yeah. elbow, right? Like they own the people's elbow. The people's elbows thing. You can use that move in theory, but like if you are known for like the people's elbow and you go somewhere else, they own the people's elbow as the title. Right. Now it's just like you know the. The group's, <laughs> the group's forearm or something like that. Right. I mean, hey, so, or, you know, so so let's just, if the writers go on strike, it it's, it's problematic and it really hurts, especially like network shows, you know, things that are on a schedule, right? Yes. It wouldn't have as much of an impact on, I mean, you know, it delays production and it costs money and lots of times they just cancel uh, current projects, you know, if, if the writer strikes happen. Um, you know, but again, you know, we want people to get paid for what they do. So, oh yeah. Anyway, when was the last uh, strike? Do you know? Oh, man, uh, let me look. So, a long time ago, like before I was born, right? No, I'm losing my mind. No, there, no, was no, 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 no. The last writer's strike when was, was in 2008. The last 2008. Yeah. Oh, that, only 2008. That, yeah. Okay, I don't know why. I thought that was so much longer ago. Yeah, I mean, and there's a, been a lot of changes with with streaming and all that. So since yeah. then, so they'll be. I mean, we just gotta wait till like someone else strikes, you know. And they'll they'll probably slowly have to just update everyone. If the way unions work, if they get a really good deal out of this, you know, maybe maybe just other people will start striking for things in Hollywood. I don't know whether union needs a strike at this point. I don't know if there's like something for like uh, I don't know the word for it, like help. Like, the people who run around and, like, do other stuff, I don't know if they are unionized or whatever. Well, and I think part of it also is that, you know, the, the, the Screen Actors Guild would show solidarity, right? We're not going to work yeah. on a show that uses non-union writers or that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they'll, 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 so essentially, if the writers go on strike, it kind of shuts down most productions. 
unless yeah. that production, for whatever reason, doesn't need any writers, right? So again, yeah. if something's already written, then you can keep moving on. But if you need a rewrite for any reason, you're you're out, right? You got to stop and wait till you get a writer. So I mean, it's also, you know, so if you're, if it's just you, right? If you're the writer director, right? If you wrote it, you can do it. But you're still kind of, I would say, kind of crossing the picket line there, right? If you're if you're yeah. if you're producing your own material, but but I mean, it is what it is. I was almost in a strike. Oh yeah, I was almost in the uh, the the butcher strike <laughs> in, in North Jersey. Nice, because they were going to take away the vacation and they were going to make the schedules a split schedule. You'd work four hours in the morning and four hours at night, like in the night. And they were trying bullshit. to do that, and you're like, you're out of your fucking mind. Wow! So you were in you were in the butcher's union. Yes. Oh, all right. I was a union man for five a, years. You got a nice uh, union pension coming to you when you're uh, an old man. When I'm an old man, because I made the five years, I will get like 20 bucks a month, which is the minimum they can give you, which by the time I'm an old guy, 20 bucks a month might be able to get me like a chocolate bar at a grocery store and yeah. or a quarter of a quarter tank of gas. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it's I'll tell you, you know, again, it's kind of kind of what I do for a living. Right. It, it You may never go back and do that again. But if you did go back into that union then you would accumulate more time. You know what I mean? As long as you get your five, hey, you're guaranteed to get something out of it. That's, you know, you're right. You're you're young. You didn't work there very long. You didn't make that much while you were there. But And you're not likely to put your whole career in in that particular job. But you never know. You know, you may go back and join the butcher's union when you're a little bit older and uh, and, and accumulate more in that pension. It wouldn't be a horrible retirement job for Sandwich. If, like, if I'm old, I might do it. If I had the lottery, I might do it just because it would be fun. Just, just but anyways, all right. Enough, enough about sandwich in my <laughs> in my uh, union days. Enough of the union uh, union world. I am not. I understand it's a bad thing to be an Italian in the union. I am not a union delegate. I am not affiliated with any kind of organized crime. How, how many how many uh, no show jobs did you get paid for as a part of that union? How many uh, show up but no work jobs did you get paid for? I'm just saying stuff I heard on the Sopranos. I don't know. I do not take questions like these. That my lawyer present. Uh, next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about uh, about The Rock and WWE there. So so they, did they did the UFC and the WWE merge? Is that what so happened? the the Endeavor Holding Group, which is a brand that um, I think essentially runs UFC and WWE. So essentially, I, I there there's way more business talk to this to make it really make sense but ufc and wwe have merged to form one company in sort of i think it's kind of in the way where it's like hbo cinemax or something like that would merge yeah but there's like there's got to be a lot of crossover audience there right i mean there's enough but it's not it's not like you're gonna see the rock fight a ufc champion you're not gonna see they're not gonna i mean other than an occasional exhibition you may bring over uh, you know, the UFC guys may go to WWE for fun. It's not like a WWE guy is going to actually go into UFC because there's totally different. Those are totally different. Yeah, I'm, I don't see. I don't see any way that there might be some crossover because UFC. Listen, spoilers for those who don't know. <laughs> WWE is fake. <laughs> it's all scripted. Um, so those guys are stuntmen. 
I'm not going to say they're not athletes, but they're stuntmen. You know, they're they're jumping off cages through tables and this choreograph it's choreographed stunts. UFC is real fighting. You know how in w- I don't know if you notice this, people, but when WWE when they punch, they stomp, so they get that like there's a loud noise of something happening, or they like kick their leg as a symbol of like I'm gonna kick you right now, like fall back a little bit into it. UFC doesn't do that. <laughs> You know, when he's punching you in the head, that's a real fist. Um, so I, I think it might just be more of a merge. I could I see more UFC guys maybe going WWE like after their career is over if they feel like it. I think this might just be more of a like a trying to corner um, the like fighting industry almost because I don't see boxing the the boxing as 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 a whole. I don't think can or wants to merge with anyone else because boxing is so far away from these guys still because boxing still feels kind of gentlemanly at times. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's, like, more strategy as opposed to just, like, not that there's not a strategy in UFC. Uh, it just feels different. Anyways. Also, what was interesting about WWE is Vince McMahon was also trying to get people, uh, get, like, state governments to legalize uh, sports gambling on WWE fights, but the whole contention against it is it's rigged. Mm-hmm. Why would I bet on a literally rigged fight? And it's like, oh, but you don't know. It's like, yeah, but people will know. Right. So when it's guaranteed that Scott will defeat Big Kev at WrestleMania because the writer said so, and someone finds out about that and bets everything on Scott, you know, like it's just. It's a whole thing, but maybe that's that. I I thought that was an angle too. Honestly, when UFC and WWE were trying to merge, I felt like because Vince McMahon is is a huge part of WWE still, as it's been a big, uh, you know, ongoing discussion about him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like so, like Dana White was the Vince McMahon of UFC, right? Isn't that yes? And, and well, so he's not like he sell, Dana White isn't the CEO at least at this point cuz I'm he might be but not he he might be the CEO of UFC but the CEO of the Endeavor group which is the group that I I guess controls UFC is this other gentleman Ari Emanuel Well that name sounds familiar but I don't really know who it is I don't know the name offhand Um do 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 do, do. Um, and it looks like also for those who care, um, it looks like the Endeavor Group, which is the group that's merging all this together, will now hold a 51% controlling interest in the new company, while existing WWE shareholders owning a 49% interest. Oh, but so. but Vince is going to be the the chairman, so Vince yes. gets to be he's employed as the boss, but Endeavor technically owns the controlling interest, although he may have. Yeah, know, so Dana White will just be president. He'll continue as well as president UFC, and um, Vince McMahon will be executive chairman. He there is still a CEO, a separate CEO of WWE, Nick Khan, uh, who will be the equivalent for Dana White at WWE. So there's more people in the upper, I guess, like the pre- president is above vice chairman, I guess, or executive yeah, you, chairman. You, you need the org chart, right? So Vince would be at the chairman is kind of at the top, the CEO, or is he executive, executive chairman? And then you've got yes. the two CEOs of the two different branches, 
right? They yes. were kind of equal, but over UFC and over uh, yeah. WWE. And then but I thought Vince McMahon's daughter was like in charge and shit. And what no, she married to like Triple H, and they were running the show while while Vince was. They they were. Didn't and then Vince die for a while? And... I thought Vince died in, in WWE. Or no, weren't they pulling the Vince is dead bit when that guy killed his whole family and they had to like break character? Is that... uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, I think they tried that bit and then they had to. <laughs> then they ended it oh, for 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 who knows why. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole thing, Chris Benoit. All right. They did a dark side of the ring about that. I think that was really good. Well, yeah. they they always they do great documentaries. We, we need that. to get Anyways, uh, we need to get comment from the bad mother Canucker who used to do. Uh, wrestling com- commentary for the uh, for the show. So if you're the Bad Mother Canucker or you would like to comment on WWE, give us a call on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. You can always send us an email, too. At geeksofTNG at gmail.com. All right, let's see. What else is in the news? The box office, Super Mario pulled in another $60 million. And I heard great things about it still. I haven't seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. My girlfriend saw it, and she said I'd really like it. Oh, yeah. How did she see it without you? What were you doing? Busy playing D&D or something? Uh, magic. Magic. <laughs> oh, we got a story about that in the second half of the show. Um, yes. Let's see. And then Evil Dead Rise was like second I heard in the that box was, with 24 million. I heard Evil Dead fans liked it. I didn't. I, I can't gauge if it's good or not, though. Well, you're not a horror guy. If, if I'm not a horror like guy. So, I mean, I'm not. You know. like, I, but like, I understand like Halloween. The last Halloween is supposedly a good movie or whatever. Yeah. You know? I still appreciate the fact that it's a good movie. I'm just not going to watch it because I don't like being scared. Yeah, I mean, you know, but like, as far as horror movies go, like Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, right, with Bruce Campbell are yeah. horror comedies. And they're, you know, and I enjoyed them, you know, but I, I like, think, yeah, I, wouldn't I go think see a regular I was horror able movie. to watch. Is Army of the Darkness? This is a dumb. This might sound dumb. That's the one when he goes back in time and like is a knight with his boomstick, right? Yes, that is it. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. That one I actually like a lot. I didn't even realize that was a horror movie for a while. Like there was like jumpy stuff a little bit, but I was like, oh, this is funny because like the monsters look, the monsters look like angry Muppets to me. So yeah. it was like fine for sure. Like. I think that if you if you go through the movies, right, Evil Dead was very much independent, shoestring budget, right? Sam yeah. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, um, and then Evil Dead Two, a little bit more budget, you know, and I think maybe a little bit more comedy, right? And then Evil yeah. Dead Three, a lot more budget. Like I, I think that's like studio picture, yeah, real budget, and, and I yeah, and, and and but the comedy is a lot. More, pre- more prevalent in Army of Darkness, I think, than Evil Dead 2. And then these are like a, a reboot, right? You know, like these don't really have to do with uh, yeah. Ash, and they were, I think, a lot more on the scary side than the comedy side. But I saw like a brief bit of a trailer, and it felt more like horror than yeah. horror comedy. Yeah. So, all right, let's do let's do some production casting news. Let me crank through some of these yeah. stories without uh, well while Kev's not here. Uh, let's see, there's going to be a Netflix series, that should be in the Netflix section, called Zero Day. It's going to have Lizzie Kaplan, Connie Britton, Jesse Plemons, you know who Jesse Plemons is? Um, I know that name. I know that name, I don't know why I know that name. It's it's Meth Damon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy from, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then De Niro, Joan Allen and De Niro are going to be in that, so Zero Day. 
Uh, looks like Schwarzenegger's going to do another... Uh, he's going to return in an action picture called Breakout um, from Expendables 4 director. Uh, like, he's like 80 also. Like, what? <laughs> Him and, and Stallone are doing action movies into their at least mid to late 70s. Well, it's because they, they've been uh, contemporary competitors with each other for like legitimately 40 years at this point. Right. So he just he, he can't be he can't be the first one to retire. Yeah. Did and you, Stallone can't be the first one to retire. Yeah. They just had a call and, and Arnold was asking Schwarzenegger if it's over. And he said, nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. Um, did you see the story that said that uh, that Schwarzenegger tr- basically tricked Stallone into doing "Stop or My Mom Will, sh- will Shoot"? Yes, <laughs> so it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So Ethan Cohen's got a new film with Pedro Pascal and Matt Damon. Uh, let's see. I mean, you know, Pedro Pascal, man, he's. I mean. He's he, people love him nowadays, how, how especially after um, after uh, what the hell is it? The Last of Us. I mean, yeah, it was like he's. How does and he have time to work on anything if he's got Last of Us and Mandalorian? And, I mean, you know, like he's gonna be. I guess also is in Hollywood. You know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? If you're popular, great, do everything you can because you never know. Yeah, right. You never know how it's how long oh, it's yeah. gonna last, right? Uh, but good for him. I mean, he's he's great. Did you, did you see his? Do you watch Saturday Night Live at all? Did you see his episode? I saw bits of it. I I I don't enjoy SNL as much. I don't know why. Like I'll enjoy their bits every now and again, but I need the right comedian to be hosting. Yeah, and it needs to be a comedian hosting. Like for some reason, their comedy never hits me. When when it's a comedian, I enjoy it a lot. Like my favorite episodes are Dave Chappelle's episodes because I love Dave Chappelle. But his his last one was pretty good. good. He's got he's got some good ones. All right. Let's yes. see what else is in, in the coming up here. Um, uh, something called Hot Package with Adam McKay has Robert Pattinson, Amy Adams, Robert Downey Jr., Forrest Whitaker, Danielle Deadweiler. Uh, it's a, a serial killer comedy. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, Johnny Depp's new movie is going to open at Cannes. James Bond. They he- can't. They can't cast a new James Bond because nobody, none of these young actors have the gravitas that it takes to play. James Bond. I guess they're wanting to do a. They want to go younger, but nobody's. They, they're not finding the actor that they want to play James Bond. I guess. Well, I mean, you want a guy who's older, I guess, older and experienced and suave. That guy's not twenty-five. <laughs> right. Unless you're cool with doing, which I think is you know maybe a market that they haven't done before. Obviously, just do like year one James Bond. Like Bond, fresh out of wherever Bond school was. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I I just I wonder, and I would kind of assume that they would, when they reboot with the next James Bond, do they just go back to the novels and adapt the same novels that they've been adapting, or do they just create an original James Bond movie that's not based on the Ian Fleming novels? I mean, yeah. why would you do that, right? That takes more work. Just to, you know, it's even if you retell Casino Royale, it doesn't matter. It's been 15 years and just, you know, even we do doctor, you redo doctor. No, but like update it to modern times or something. Dr. Emoji. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think we already said Don- Donald Glover confirmed that he was going to be involved in the community movie. Yes. And, and also I know we said last week that he's also, uh, talking about the, the Calrissian Chronicles or Orlando show, which better be called Calrissian Chronicles. 
Um, how about a dodgeball sequel? Do we need that? Yes. Yes. Without Rip yes. Torn, Rip Torn's dead. You gotta have you know. It, just just have his spirit everywhere. I don't know. Did did his character even die in the movie? Actually, I don't remember. No. No, the only guy who dies was um. The only character who dies was the old guy. He's the only one who died. Okay. I, you Everyone know, else lived. <laughs> Dodgeball isn't like it isn't up there on my list of oh this is one of the greatest you know like I've seen it like maybe twice, but I mean you know everybody the, just does the quote right if you could dodge there, a wrench you can dodge a ball and that's all I know. The, the five D's of dodgeball: <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. And dodge. That's right. Yeah, but anyway, you dodge twice. Yeah, Rip Torn is great, and that had uh, Alan Tudyk in it, right? I mean, yeah, know. he was a pirate. Yeah, Steve the pirate, right? Steve the pirate. That movie is great, and I, th- I, th- you don't need a prequel, but it would just be fun to see them come back for a prequel because it's been at least twenty years, I think, at this point. Yeah. So like, you know, it'd just be funny to see them trying to play dodgeball at like sixty years old now. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, maybe it's dodgeball to the next generation. And it's all their kids. Um. Oh, no, the worst. Speaking of sequels, how about a Shrek Five? Do we need Shrek Five? Yes. And then a donkey spinoff. Well, it just says that they're eyed. It doesn't say that it's a, it says Donkey spinoff with Eddie Murphy eyed by DreamWorks. So if they can convince Eddie Murphy to do so, it. The only thing about the Shrek, because for those who don't know, in the Puss in Boots movie that came out recently, spoilers, 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 they allude to Shrek at the end very heavily. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's a Puss in Boots movie. Like, it's in the universe. And then I, Donkey is the only one who literally has kids. So if they're gonna go the kid route, he's literally well, no, Shrek has kids, but Donkey has older kids who they can do like angsty teenager uh DreamWorks movies, which they love to do. So one of the it could be about the kids finding themselves and going out in the world, which they love that at DreamWorks and it'll be cute and then it'll make you feel bad for all of them. I mean um, and again, nobody wants to come up with an original content. They wanna No. They wanna make sure they just, you know, all right, Shrek is established, let's just make another one. Also, in the same vein as um, Arnold and Sly, Eddie Murphy's not super young. Like, I think he's also winding. He's trying to wind down his Hollywood career too, I believe. So I mean, yeah. Maybe so voice this... work, vo- you know, voice work is easy, right? Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, it's a good way I, to wind down. I don't want to say voice work is easy. Voice work doesn't require him to physically go oh, yeah. to the set and do acting. Yeah, you, I'm not you can do it li- with the, ex- you can do it with essentially the literal setup you're listening to right now, <laughs> a mic, a headphone and some zoom or a recording uh, program. You can, you can record Shrek from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Did you, did you see the, the like original footage when it was Chris Farley was going to be Shrek? I've seen bits of it a long time ago. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it was supposed to be really different. Like it was gonna be a completely different like take on Shrek. Yeah, well, he certainly which would have been. He wouldn't have yeah. had the accent. He would, you know, yeah. He it was different, right? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Mike Myers brings his. I think, I think Mike Myers like wanted to differentiate from what Chris Farley did, just because they knew each other. I mean, right? I mean, I think that was part of it too. Um, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Like, what's funny is looking at that Shrek, like Chris Farley Shrek. It's just like it's different. You know, it looks like a very different guy. Um, they have clips of it. He's way more like ugly looking, if that makes sense. Not that Shrek is handsome, you know, but like he he is more like like uh, bowling pin shaped, right? 
then Shrek. Shrek is bowling ball shaped, and Chris Farley Shrek was like bowling pin shaped. Um, it's you know, it's all interesting, and you almost wonder now too, like the success of Shrek. What could have been Shrek with Chris Farley? You know, would it, would or, they have gotten the giant? You know, yeah. the uh, franchise that it became, or if if they had if they had finished that one, and then he died, yeah, you know, would they have recast, or would you know, would the Shrek franchise have just you know died gone with him, right? You know, like if if, yeah. if if he had been further along where they had fit completed the film with him. Um, you know, I just, I wonder, yeah, that, that's interesting. Did you, did you ever see the, uh, Back to the Future stuff with Eric Stoltz instead of Michael J. Fox? No. Same thing that, like, they had filmed a good portion of that movie and they were like, it's just not working. And so they, they recast Michael J. Fox, they fired Eric Stoltz and then they just had to refilm a bunch of shit. (laughs) And so it's, so there's, you know, there's clips out there of Michael J or of Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. And it's, it's super weird. It's like... You know, like I know it happens all the time where oh, this person almost got cast as this, but it's a lot different when they were cast and they had started filming, and then you know that's expensive. You know, that doesn't happen that often, I guess. Um, yeah. Let's see. All right. Uh, let's see. Killers of the Flowers, which is Scorsese's next movie. It's going to be like over four hours long. It's Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, cool! It's a Scorsese film that's nine hours long yeah. with no intermission. Right? How long was the Irish The Irishman? But that was not released in theaters, right? Or it, I guess no, it might have had a limited release. Limited release, right? So yeah, The Irishman was. I think it was like a limited release. Um, looking at it now, uh, it was a little over three hours. Uh, three hours and like twenty minutes. I don't know if that includes the uh, credits or whatever, but that was one of the few times and. All of the Scorsese films are long, but that was one of the few times where I literally had to take a break, like towards the end, and be like, "All right, I need to palate cleanse and do something else for like an hour or two, and come back and finish this movie because it was just long." In a good way, it was a good film. I like the film. Uh, it's one of my favorite films. I love de-aged Robert De Niro trying to look like a young man. I talk about it all the time. There's a wonderful scene of him trying to beat up this like forty-year-old guy who like disrespected his daughter and he throws him out the window and the old man shuffles up to him <laughs> and like kicks him what's great about the scene is the character de niro's playing is supposed to be like 30 40 50 something max and he's old man shuffling like 70 something year old de niro and like kicking him like eh, eh, eh. and this guy is selling that's a wrestling term for those who don't know he's selling it wonderfully he's like oh the pain so it's you know it's great. It's interesting. It's one of my favorite just cinematic scenes I've ever seen of just seeing old man De Niro beat up this guy and throw him out of a window. Uh, if you have time uh, for those at home later today, look up Irishman. Um, uh, Irish, the Irishman scene where he beats up a guy. He throws him out the window. Look, try to find that scene. It's phenomenal. I'll try to put it on Discord actually after the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. You know, I've been uh, over on Instagram I guess the algorithm is putting like Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro clips in in front of me for some reason, and I just saw one, and it was just like a bunch of De Niro Pesci clips. And so, like the first one was um, the one the one that you showed that you sent me that w- with Bert and Ernie, right? You only yes. exist out here because of me. And then uh, and then there was one from Goodfellas, and then from uh, 
Raging Bull, where he's like, hey, did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? Right? And it's just, you know, it's like young, like they're so young in that one. And then and then it's from the Irishman when, like, when they're super old, like old, old, yeah. old. Like, you know, Pesci's in the old makeup, and I'm just like, oh, man. But that, he, he's, he's such a good actor. Like, like, you know, you think, like, Pesci's a, like, he's a character actor, and he kind of plays the same type of person, but it's like, that's still good acting. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I just like those those characters. He he has a niche and he does amazing in his niche. He hasn't done anything in a while, I feel like, either. But he's also, I mean, all those guys, all of those old uh, Scorsese mobster type guys, they're all up there in age. I mean, yeah, Pesci's 80 years old already. He, you know, these guys, you really gotta pre- if by the grace of God I was able to eat, able to meet Joe Pesci at some point in my life, I would die a happy man. Literally on the spot, I could die a happy man. Because Joe Pesci, of all of the like gangster movie guys I grew up with, because I watched a lot of those films, they're influential at, on my life. Um, the one I'd want to meet most is Joe Pesci. Because he's just he he's been in so many films that I loved that it's just it would it would be my dream to meet Joe Pesci. Yeah. And I could literally die on the spot. Did did you ever see with honors, that's that's the Joe Pesci and Brendan Fraser movie where he plays like a homeless guy. Um, I've not seen that one. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. All right, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do spoilers for With Honors. So if you haven't seen it, hold on. Let me find the. Uh, let me find it. Let me find it. Attention: the following information is considered spoiler material. So, Brendan Fraser's a college student. He meets a homeless guy, played by Joe Pesci, and then they kind of become friends, and he tries to help him out, blah, 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 and then Joe Pesci dies in the end. And it was sad as fuck, and I was like, it was it was kind of mar- marketed as a comedy, and I remember, whatever, the group of us that went out to see it, and then, like, I like you know, at some point, I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't going to go, this isn't going the way I think it's going to go, this is going to be sad. I'm like, why the F would you take me to a sad-ass movie? I don't go to a movie to... To cry, and oh, it was so effing sad. Good movie, but sad. So if you want to, if you want to cry, go go watch with honors. Now that I've spoiled it, if you haven't seen it, but anyway, good acting. I I agree. I, I think yeah, Mr. Pesci is quality. So that's the fun part of. Uh, I'm sure you've probably never seen Jersey Boys. Have you seen Jersey Boys the musical? Or Not the, musical. the I, musical? I saw the. Um, they did that like documentary. They did like the biopic movie on Frankie Valli. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that. Speaking of which, my parents actually just went uh, like two hours ago to go see Frankie Valli, not far from my house, um, at a concert. Still going, Frankie Valli, man. That guy. Uh, man, how old is he now? Frankie Valli is. If Frankie Valli's under seventy, I'm shocked. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll finish with the uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon. It's going to be like three hours and 26 minutes. So it's not his longest movie, um, but it's up there. Frankie Valley turns 89 this year. 89. So I, I'll be interested. So tell us next week when your parents get back, can he still hit the notes? I mean, that's, I mean, that's tough to do. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't even know how that would be almost possible. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, you know, it, it, the, the, the Jersey Boys musical, and so they made a movie of it. I mean, it's it's great because it tells you the history of the four seasons. But plus, 
you know every song. I mean, you know, it's a jukebox musical, right? It's like every song was a hit, so every song in that musical you already know, so it's fun. But oh, yeah. my, my point there is, and you probably know if you watched the, uh, the documentary, right, one of the other guys in the Four Seasons, like, was friends with Joe Pesci. Like, at some point yeah. he goes, you know, like, the character comes out and he goes, you know, oh, it's Joe Pesci. And then, like they, they literally like break the fourth wall in the in the musical. They look out at the camera and they go, "Yeah, that Joe Pesci, right?" And then at the end, when like they're all talking about what happened to them when their lives, and the one guy that was kind of the, uh, that that basically formed the band, and he but he kind of messed everything up with his gambling and all this. He's like, "Oh, now I work for Joe Pesci as a as like his assistant." So so like so it's just interesting that the the way that 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 tied together that you know. Like the super famous actor Joe Pesci, the super famous music group, and they all like knew each other when they were kids. Like that's weird. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right, moving moving on. Uh, three hours twenty six minutes. Uh, so pee before you go see that movie. But it, I don't know if it's going to be released. It might be an Apple uh, TV project. So we'll see. Let's see. Keanu Reeves and Jonah Hill are doing a dark comedy called Outcome over at Apple TV. Also. Good for Keanu. Let's see. He can do anything. It'll, it'll make money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And he's a super nice guy, is, is what it seems like. So, hey. Uh, Kevin Bacon's doing a movie called Mac, Maxine with three X's. Oh, a porn thing. I, I mean, that's what it looks like. Three X's in it. Um, and Lily Collins. If, any, if, and if it's anything else, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, you've seen Tropic Thunder. Yes? Yes. So, Tom Cruise has, has wanted ever since then to do a Les Grossman movie. I know uh, uh, my group of friends when I lived in Ohio, they loved Les Gro- like th- like that's all they would do is quote Les Grossman. Uh, so I-, I would be interested to see that again. It's like kind of Tom Cruise in the in the penguin makeup, right? You need Tom Cruise as Les Grossman talking to Colin Farrell as the penguin because they're both like unrecognizable in the in the makeup. If they do it, do they bring back Robert Downey Jr. as his character from Tropic Thunder? Maybe the Australian character. Out of the makeup, I don't know no. that in 2023, what about the other Danny Junior would do the other part of it. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the um, the mashup where, like, they're they're taking a, a clip from the Avengers where they're all looking at something on the screen and it's showing a clip of Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, and then like everybody's like looking over at Tony and he's just kind of like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Um, so the the spinoff, the John Wick spinoff, speaking of Keanu Reeves, ballerina, right, with Anna Darmus. Is um, coming out soon. There's going to be a wow, twister. Wow, Anna de Armas. <laughs> yeah, what about her? No, no, I'm just being Kev. <laughs> you said Anna de Armas. She's so. an attractive woman. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's going to be a Twister sequel. I, I don't... I mean, you have to assume that the plot of that would involve uh, Bill Paxton's another- character dying in a... In a a tornado, right? I mean, that's why I, he's I not guess. there because he died in real life, like, right? Like, but here's the thing: what is the sequel? We're gonna find out what? even more about what happens inside a tornado. Is he, is he fighting the tornado? <laughs> is he is he trying to be the Flash and run against it and try to fight? Like, what what is the sequel to to this gonna be? Is he looking for tornado. that tornado? Is it a quest to right. find that one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's, it's like Jaws three, where the where the the shark swam across the ocean for revenge. Yeah. Sequel there to 1996 go. Twister. Let's see if it says anything about the plot. 
When Tornado takes his dog, he will find revenge. Who knows? It's a new chapter of the movie. So, yeah. So, meaning that they may not... They're going to get some cameos in there. and It's probably going to be relatively unrelated other than Carrie Elways might walk through and um, Helen Hunt might walk through. That's it. I That's mean, fine. I don't know. Cool. I wish Twister was more relevant nowadays. The movie's as old as I am. Right. I mean, that's it. How about a, how about a new Paddington movie? Apparently, these Paddington movies are. Who love sees them? them? I'm not against Paddington. I'm sh- who's going to see the Paddington movie? I, I I hear that Paddington Two was a really strong film. I've seen, and I think that that was even a joke in the you know, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. You know, what's your favorite movie? Paddington Two. Like, and and so I don't know. New Paddington movie. Fargo season five with John Hamm is going to be on FX. Did, have you watched any of the Fargo TV show? No, I, I don't watch. You know what it is? I don't have time for a lot of the F, like the like lot. I see live action. That sounds dumb to say like that. The TV shows on like public access, essentially, none of them are interesting to me. You know, the last, the last TV show that was on like normal television that I actually watched was. I guess technically House of Dragons. I was enjoying that for a while. I need to finish that. Well, that's not on live. That's not on broadcast television. That's on HBO. I mean, are, are I you... know that's what I'm saying. Like, so other channels beyond that, I really don't care about their TV shows because none of them really catch my attention. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll tell you this: Fargo is they're crime stories, so mm-hmm. I think you might like them, right? I mean, you know, they're not necessarily mob stories, but they're crime stories. Yes. Um. This is this will be the fifth season. They are the seasons take place in very different like time not timelines, but time periods. So like uh-huh. the first one like took place I think the first one took place kind of in right now and then the second season was like back in the 70s. So it was like the father of one of the characters, you know, like, like it's, they're very loosely related. Like you see some characters, not the same characters because the time frames are too different, but you see like relatives of characters come coming through because it's uh-huh. all taking place in the same area over the course of decades or whatever. So that, that part's interesting, but they have really good actors really. And, and the stories are really good and interesting. So I, w- I would highly recommend it. Even the last season, was great. Last season, the fourth season had like Chris Rock in it. Um, the first season had um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Martin Freeman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, second season had uh, it had uh, Ewan McGregor was in the third season. So oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's quality. So I, I would I would recommend it. Uh, let's do let's do one more story before we finish up here. Um, the set manager from Rust got convicted in the shooting case. So somebody got held responsible, and it wasn't Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So. We saw that. Oh, my God. An actor dodged penance for doing something dumb? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah, I think I think maybe we'll take a quick break and uh, come back and see if, uh, if Kev's going to be able to join us. So this is... Uh, with that, we'll take this episode to a break, episode 719 of Geeks of TNG, the one we have not named yet. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah.
We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me here on Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Yeah. Heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kahuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG.
during our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Ready, already performing. Already, God, Kev is on. So much great stuff in the break that we missed from Kev, you know, but at least he's here. Welcome, Mr. Big Kev, after the break. It's nice to, nice to I mean, hear your I'm sort of here. We can hear your voice. I can see your name in lowercase letters on the screen. Well, it must be me then. Maybe it's maybe it's an AI pretending to be Kev. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Chat.kev. Chat BKGS BKGS <laughs> Chat BKGS. I have to now. I have to go get that uh, Twitter handle, don't I? All right. That would be funny. So uh, while you're here, Kev, get an AI me to respond to like to respond to uh, what's his name? Vicious Smith on the the yeah, Vicious Smith. Wouldn't it be great? I just AI respond to him on everything. That'd be awesome. Uh, can an AI stupid, stupid, ah, garbage? Okay. What? So, what do you want to talk about, Kev? While you're since you're on on the line, you you well, you can drive. What did you already? Did you talk about Hasbro continuing to implode? No, I was saving no. that for you. All right. Well, then let's. Well, did you talk about IDW? No. So, just briefly, IDW took itself off the stock market and fired forty percent of its staff. IDW is going bye-bye. Which is, is crazy to think about. I mean, they're not like a super major comic company in theory, but they're definitely a portion of, you know, comic shops, you know. They're definitely, well, they definitely have a couple shelves. You know they have a connection to a really famous toy company, right? Which one is? Is that NECA? Hasbro! No. Ah, that was NECA for some reason. They do Transformers. They do G.I. Joe. Uh, they do all that crossover Hasbro universe shit several years. So 
I don't know if, you know, like I was wondering if maybe Hasbro is going to pull those licenses in and somehow self-publish their own IPs, which would leave IDW with the sort of independent, some good, some bad stuff that they do and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I maintain again, this is all happening because you guys didn't buy Last Ronin. Well, if they put out something besides Last Ronin in the last three years, I mean, maybe it would have been something. Of course they did. They put out the tur- other Turtles books and G.I. Yeah, but- Joe and Transformers. and None of the Turtles oh, stories have been... Aren't they Star Trek also? I think yes. they are Star but- Trek also. Respectfully, the only one of those stories that gained any genuine traction was Last Ronin. That's true. You're not wrong. They they did put out other turtle stories and like those are all valid points. But the only thing that picked up traction, I could even think by IDW in the last three years, is Ronin, and that was six issues. (laughs) Yeah, so they've had six relevant issues in a while. So I mean, it makes sense. I know. I know. There's more last Ronin stuff. Either it's happening or it happened. I don't know. Um. I'm hoping whoever picks up Turtles when IDW goes all the way out. I don't understand this half-assed shit, but when they go all the way out, I hope somebody good picks up Turtles because I want more of that last Ronin stuff. Probably be I, mean, DC. I haven't read the main book in forever, but the last Ronin stuff, I definitely want more of, of that timeline. So basically, in their death throes... Their IP will be bought, will be sold off to other companies, and and if it doesn't get sold off, then it just dies on the vine. Is that is that kind of how it works? Oh, that, that won't happen with turtles. Somebody will buy it. Right? No, no. I'm saying so. I'm just looking at the IDW website, right? So yeah, you got you got the last Ronin, you got Sonic and Star Trek and Rocketeer. They have a Rocketeer: The Great Race series. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that uh, we lost every bit of that last thing you said, Kev. I said I got IDW had the rock and he sucks. So yeah, you're, we're not we're not hearing you too well, Kev. But uh, let's see, they've got uh, Usagi Yojimbo, which I think is another character. Uh, uh, Kev Wheelhouse, right? The Last Ronin, Sonic, Goosebumps, Star Trek. So I mean, yeah, somebody's gonna pick up the, the that IP and and run, run with it. Godzilla and the Ninja Turtles. So they have a decent amount of IPs, and they're San Diego based. I didn't know that, so they're just right down the street from me. It's too bad. They have some, they have some quality IPs. Which means if somebody is going to buy out IDW, comma, they're going to do very well if it's a comic book company, like uh, you know, like an Image or uh, you know, some middle line. You know, like I'm trying to think. I can't even think of other independents at the moment. But you know, like if one of those or like Dark Horse, you know, like somebody like that picks it up. Although Dark Horse is teetering on the edge of oblivion, also. So I doubt it'll be Dark Horse, but. Whoever it is that picks it up, if they get IDW as a whole, or if they're just picking the parts, um, there's some good IPs there for comics. 
So what what went wrong? Other than so you you didn't buy the last run, and what's the what's the problem with IDW? Nobody buys comic books anymore. I made that joke about the last Ronin because I can't understand what could have gone wrong. I mean, G.I. Joe, Transformers uh, have been have been comic books since the 80s. You know, Rocketeer since the it's probably around the same time. You know, I don't know that IDW has had Rocketeer that whole time. You know, these are IPs that have been around Ninja Turtle. They've been around for a long time. These are like you know, tested and approved IPs. It's just a question of, I, I don't know, maybe not enough people are buying them. Physical media is going away. I mean, you know, there's a whole gamut of reasons, I'm sure, why this is happening. It's the Trader Waiters sandwich. Trader yes. Waiter. It's just better that way. I have nowhere to put single comics. It's easier just to get a fucking trade. You're right. I'm I'm with you. I'm one of them. I I was saying trader trader waiter ten years ago. Yeah. Nobody listened. I said the industry's going this direction. Nobody listened to me. <laughs> Story of my life. People listen to me on this program. They would do better. I'm just saying. We've called a lot of stuff on this program straight down the line. So what what's the what's the solution though? Just just produce graphic novels, you know, trade, you know, the, the trades or just reduce your physical copies of the of the individual issues knowing that people are not going to buy them as individual issues. What's the solution? I imagine I imagine it's going to be all of that. They laid off 40% of the workforce. They took themselves off the stock market, which means to me the stock market piece, at least, would seem to indicate that they might, the company might be for sale. Maybe that part isn't public yet. But I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what went wrong. I don't know what or if there is a solution. I was just surprised. And again, leading into our next stories, they do have a firm connection with Hasbro. You know, G.I. Joe and Transformers are Hasbro IPs. I don't know about the rest of the big Has Hasbro IPs, but those two are. Now, did you want to do the story he, about Hasbro? Not an IP owned by Hasbro. Did, did you well, what I think it is, too, for IDW at least, when you look up IDW, at least if you go on the Wikipedia page, which take Wikipedia for what it is, it'll point out the fact that IDW is the fifth largest comic publishing company. I think we're at a point too where with kind of the way streaming services are and most things are nowadays, there is an abundance of media as a whole. So it just makes sense that as time goes on, those media platforms in any way, shape, or form that don't have, that aren't one through three, four maybe, they're going to start getting cut down and reduced. IDW stuff will live on, but I, you know, maybe DC buys Turtles from them and Transformers go to Marvel and they'll just get picked apart and it'll be great. And then IDW will just become maybe a smaller thing or just won't exist anymore. Or it'll be absorbed into image or something. Who knows? Yeah, this this is a this should be alarming because it's never the number one comic book company that goes out of business. 
Yeah, it's no. never the number one company that goes out of business first. It's the little guys. They start falling off and going thin and getting absorbed. And then, you know, it slowly works its way up the chain. You know, this is a, this, this, I'm not saying this is the death knell of the comic industry, not by any means, but I'm saying, and again, on this program, we've been predicting this for a long time. There's going to be a consolidation. There's going to be a, a very noticeable pullback in physical media. And I think a company like IDW going down the way that it is going down, you know, and it is going down. Anyone who thinks otherwise, oh, they're just adjusting. You don't adjust 40%. You don't adjust uh, by pulling yourself off the stock market and so on and so on. That's not an adjustment. That is a last gasp. And uh, we, we've been saying this for years. The comic book industry is going to irrevocably change. And, and, and it, this, is, this is one of those, like, signs of the comic book apocalypse. You know, that's what this is. This is like phase one. The little guys start falling off. And little is, IDW is hardly little. Look at those IPs. Yeah, and you said the fifth largest. I mean, that's... Right, so you, what, you got Marvel, DC, and then what, like, who's four and five? Is that Image and Dark Horse? Image, it's it got to be Image, but it could be, like, I can't remember that. Other, I always forget. There's another one in there. I always forget what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's I don't think it's Dark Horse anymore. If anything, I'd say Dark Horse might be, like, sixth or seventh or something. But, I mean... It, 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 but there's it leads a Google you, that it, can answer that. It, it leads you back to, okay, you got Coke and Pepsi, and you know what I mean, like Marvel and DC, and then there's nothing else, which also means that if there's no small independent companies, you you get less innovation, less new stories. It's all the same old crap over yeah. and over again. Or 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 like the toy industry, you start seeing guys who self-publish, you know. And the run is a couple of hundred books or a couple of thousand, but they're self-publishing just like the guys that are making their own toys. You know, it's a, it, it can be a fundamental shift in the industry. And I think this is, pro this is a, again, one of the signs of the comic apocalypse. Yeah. So according to this uh, quick Google search, it is, it's Marvel's number one, DC's number two, Dark Horse is three. Images four and IDW's five. Is three? How old is that list? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I can't even imagine Dark Horse number oh, three, but all right, let's say that. 2018. Three. 2018 is this web search. Oh, that's definitely old. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's accurate anymore. That's five years ago. Dark Horse has lost how much in five years? You know, Star Wars, it, it, it just, just that alone which bounced back to Marvel. So, you know, yeah, I, I would, I would say that list is probably not accurate enough. It doesn't matter. You, what matters is, is that one of the big ones, which arguably given those IPs, IDW definitely is, it's going down. Oh, and there's no denying that. Let's let's move on to the other two big stories. 
Go ahead. First, a young man orders magic cards from some company. They ship him the wrong magic cards. They ship him magic cards that have not released yet. He makes a video of himself opening those cards, YouTube video. Hasbro sends the Pinkertons like it's the late 19th century to his house, intimidating him, his wife, his neighbors, and telling him that he has to turn those cards over immediately, that he may be facing jail time and hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. Yeah. Um, when I read the headline that the Pinkertons were used by Hasbro to collect magic cards, I thought I had suddenly gotten high beyond my wildest dreams and i've been reading something incredibly wrong because the last time i had seen the pinkertons in anything meaningful was red dead redemption 2 right i'm thinking i'm thinking about uh deadwood right so yeah. can somebody give me the history of the pinkertons um they're like a they're not mercenaries they're like they're a private, private security or yeah, investigation security agency investigation. Yeah, that kind of thing. They're thugs. They're hired thugs. They're armed, hired thugs. So these armed guys show up at this dude's house, scare his wife, make her cry, and saying he has to turn over these cards. So I, I have a, a couple thoughts on the whole on the story as a whole. Well, so I, I, do, I do want to point out, I do think the guy was dumb in the fact that he decided to live stream him, not live stream, but record a video of him opening unreleased cards and posting it on the internet. Well, did he know they were unreleased when he got them? He did. It's oh. irrelevant. It's irre It's an irrelevant, not to cut you off, Sandwich, it's an irrelevant point whether they released or not released. He bought them legitimately. He paid for cards. They sent him the wrong cards. And he kept, and you know, and like he paid for cards. So yeah. it doesn't matter that they weren't released. That's on the distributor or whoever it was that sold him those cards. It's on that person, not the guy who got them legitimately. Because they were talking to Pinkertons. We're telling this guy that he stole these and la 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 and all and then bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And uh, uh, and that he was in big trouble. He was going to jail. He might spend 10 years in jail and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's bullshit. He bought cards. The, the retailer sent him the wrong cards. So the Pinkerton show up and, and, and intimidate the card seller? No. And 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 sandwich with all due respect, if I got a, a toy early and I decided to make a video of it, there ain't shit all anyone can do if I did it legitimately. No. I, mean? I I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I think it was dumb if if you're the first one to ever see the silver surfer toy that no one knew was gonna happen and you released a video on it. 
there might be repercussions. I'm not saying the Pinkertons are the right repercussions. I think the guy was dumb to record a video of himself doing it because he well, knew he got the wrong thing. And right. if you know that, you shouldn't post a video of you then essentially releasing the self. He he is the reason we know the cards for the next set because it's a small set. We know the next cards because he leaked them. The entire internet only knows because of him. That's something that they they like to let like uh, content creators release those cards and be like, here's what's coming in the next set. Yeah, but, they, but he did it himself because he opened. He bought like five thousand dollars worth of cards, or something like that. I heard. I don't know the the accuracy of how much he bought. He bought a lot of cards, but, but they blew it and sent it to him. Right? But the I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't think he was stupid for doing that because, I mean, again, he got them legitimately. Uh, and, you know, I, I think he's totally within his rights to go, hey, look what I got. Yeah, but what do you think would come of that? Some, there will Something will happen because you literally – I understand it doesn't look like – he didn't steal it, but if, if the thing we want to release – gets leaked to someone on accident, you're going to be upset about it. The guy shouldn't have recorded a video of himself doing it. If he didn't record a video and release it on the internet to get, I'm the first one to release this clout, it wouldn't have gotten to this. Yeah. I think uh, a good amount of the Pinkertons, which was a horrible thing Hasbro did, was because he released a video of it on YouTube. Yeah, but well, yeah, and this guy is a magic guy. It's not like he didn't know what he had, which was the first thing I saw, where he feigned yeah. ignorance. But he I, knew what he got was not what he ordered. Yeah, but and then he went he? and then he opened it and recorded it. No, I, I that's think the should. problem with it. I that's the dumb thing. No, to I don't know think you got either. the wrong thing, and then I'm gonna record it, react to it, upload it, title it so you know that I got this thing. That's the dumb thing. I they mean, should have not sent Pinkertons to his house. Right, but it's, I it's, totally it's agree. Their with that. error, right? They messed up and sent him the wrong thing. Oh he, yeah, he owns no, that I'm not. Yeah, can do no, it's the distributor's fault. Like, number one in all of this. Right. I think we can agree. There's plenty of blame to go around. I just yes. don't think it's a stupid thing that he did. I just think it's, you know, it. it I, I think it, you know, and other people have said this as well. I think Hasbro should have just embraced it. Because look at the press they're getting for sending the Pinkertons to this guy's house for fucking trading cards. Yeah. So the Pinkertons are basically a private police force? Is that, that it? If, the, if, if the real cops do what you want, you hire the Pinkertons. Before yeah. towns had police forces, they would just hire Pinkertons to act as a police force. So once towns started making their own police force, the Pinkertons had to find something else to do. And then they've transitioned to other things. But like the Pinkertons are the ones who originated the mugshot. Like we wouldn't have mugshots without Pinkertons because the Pinkertons were the first ones to do it, mm. and they're they they are literally just hired goons. Yeah, that's it. Thugs. They're just thugs. All right. Well, let's let's well, continue let's... continue with product. Uh, Mattel and Hasbro are joining forces on uh, Barbie and Transformers like game license deal they're making like a barbie monopoly and a transformers uno i think that's kind of a non-story like, other than mattel and hasbro working together shouldn't they be mortal enemies like coke and pepsi oh, no no this is not a non-story this is a big story 
because this is this is two mortal enemies who are joining forces you know at a time when when they're taking the most advantage of their consumers you know this is like they've run out of ideas so now they have to do things for the other you know with the other IPs the sharing of IP is is what this is about so we're going to get i think one of the ones they talked about is like transformers hot wheels right barbie monopoly and so on and the idea is that you know it, this is a bad thing because this is a step closer to monopoly and i don't mean barbie monopoly i mean this is a step closer now you have two companies who are going you know what we have you know x percent of the business between the two of us we can dictate everything you know and and i i'd like to say i feel like we called this several months ago also because i feel like now i could be wrong i feel like we talked about on this show some baby yoda plush something several months ago that was made by Mattel. I'm almost sure that we talked about that. Google Baby Yoda Mattel and see if there's a product that comes up. Doing it now. Baby Yoda What's Mattel. That? I'm doing it right now. Baby. Okay. Because I'm sure that we talked about I I remember I remember seeing it in the toy aisle, picking it up, whatever it was, and going. Why is this branded Mattel? There is one. It's on Amazon right now. Uh-huh. Oh, is some kind of 11-inch plush. Yeah, and since it's on since it's on Amazon, you can see the release date. What was the release date? Is it sometime um, in 22? I'm trying to find it. Do 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 release date, release date. Um why do they not have this easily for me to find? Uh, 22. June of 22. June of 22. So there is a sharing of an IP product right there. And that's almost a year ago. So this, this agreement may have been unformalized before now, but it's not new. Because there's the proof. And what Weird. this means is that you're 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 talking about the two bit it's like if 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 marvel and dc got together and said oh we're gonna do some crossovers um but that's not the important part the crossover ip part is not the important part it's the control of the industry because if if hasbro can say look a six inch figure should be selling for 30 bucks right good friend mattel Okay, well, we're only charging 22, but since you're getting 30, that's the problem. That's the issue. And again, we've already talked about Hasbro not being great for fans, not listening, not innovating. Nope. So. And Mattel, I thought. Honestly, I thought they've really come on in the last couple of years. You know, I have He-Man figures. 
in my collection. Because, no, I've seen them. Because the Masterverse He-Man line is really good. There's a bunch of it on clearance at Walmart if you want some of it. Of course there is. Because, you know, that it, it's not being distributed properly in the least. But that, again, I mean, that's that's another issue entirely. So let me know what characters are on clearance. Oh, okay, next time I'm there. I, I feel like there was the Battle Cat and a couple other things. I don't know. Well, the Battle Cat now is... You can get it for about 10 bucks at Walmart. But no, not that. Just the characters. Right. Not the point of the, the, the conversation. Which is that these two coming together and making an agreement like this is not a good thing. It just isn't. It's 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 a it should be a scary thing for toy toy collectors especially. But that's my opinion. It seems to be the opinion of most people in the industry who are commenting on it, which is like, oh God, can you imagine these two are now going to rule the roost? We need to get the you know, uh, antitrust lawyers in there. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure they've done it. I'm sure they've drawn it up in such a way as they're not going to have any flack about it. But, you know, it is what it is. How about that uh, Walmart exclusive Marvel Legends Deluxe Joe Fix-It, guys? <laughs> yeah, how about that? I mean, I'm so... It. That's my Hulk. I know Sandwich is getting it. Because yeah. it's any Hulk. Yeah. The The only thing that I guess I like about it is that it's not a builder. So, like, it's just one figure, which is just convenient. Um, yeah, I, I it, think we're moving out looks, of that era too. It looks larger, like it looks um, slightly builder, slightly bigger than the build I Joe fix it, which I have here to my left. Um, show the home audience, which is basically just me. Yes, I'll show the home audience. Uh, so, this is the build. There Joe he Fix-It. is. So he looks. Now, now, that he Joe looks Fix-It. about the same size as the uh, other Marvel Legends Hulk I have. Which is a little bit bigger and wider. So he looks about the same size, roughly. Did you order the Grey Hulk and Banner? No, I did not order the Grey Hulk and Banner. I meant to. I never did. Um, You should get that because people are, are saying that that figure looks really good. I want to get it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, you'll probably end up finding it in stores on clearance, I imagine, too. So, Which will make it good. Uh, if I'll you wait long enough. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, we'll get it. I'll get it for you at a show, you know, because my mad deal-making skills. <laughs> that wow. Joe Fix-It that Sandwich has is the one that's based on the video game. The one yes. that they've just announced is based on the comic book appearance. And it makes sense for them. Well, first of all, uh, I said this earlier. I think Build-A-Figures are going away. Because if the best Build-A-Figure that Hasbro could come up with for the Guardians of the Galaxy wave was fucking Cosmo, it's over. I, I thought build figures were supposed to be big. Cosmo... They are. So why would it be Cosmo? What, what are you I, building? I don't know. I mean, I, I like your... I don't your, know. What you had to say about Stiltman, right? That that they put the they put the leg section with, with the they army builder. Still, like they were that still was... doing things right then. You know what I mean? We're starting again now. We're kind of getting in that curve in the other direction. It's a, it, it's just, it, it's just a pendulum. 
And we're now starting to swing. Marvel Legends is starting to swing back in that other direction. At least uh, we're getting plastic packaging back. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone who had to deal with that shit is very happy about the fact that we're getting plastic packaging back. Build-A-Figures are going away. Deluxe figures, which will be overpriced. I mean, it just, I mean, too, the, the math is simple here. You get a figure, it's, let, let's just round it up. Let's just say 30 bucks. You're paying 30 bucks for a six inch figure, right? If they take the build a piece out of it, it's more profit for Hasbro. If they then take that large character and sell it as a deluxe, which are also overpriced, it's profit. They're still making the figure. And they're getting more for rather than giving it away. If you buy the line, you have to pay extra for it. The idea that build a figure was to get you to buy the whole line, right? And now that's going away in in uh, exchange for deluxe figures. Now I was pretty I was pretty amazed that considering how recently. The other Joe Fix-It Hulk came out. It was only a couple years ago. Was it three years ago? Four years ago? I don't even think it was that long. Considering the proximity of that release and this one, I was shocked. One, because how are they going to reuse that body? And then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, I don't think it'll be long before we see a Joe Fix-It Hulk and patch Wolverine in the white jackets and black slacks look. You can look that one up. That will be a repaint of that figure. Absolutely, undoubtedly, that will happen. And so they'll at least have gotten two releases out of that tooling. You know, and maybe they have another one, you know, up their sleeve that we're not aware of, or they're going to Joe fix it, the Hulk again, or some shit. Who knows? They'll do a Joe fix it comic book and I'll have a purple suit on and then they'll re-release it as the, the Joe fix it comic version of Joe fix it with the purple suit. They'll do a what if episode where yeah, it'll be, um, it could be instead of becoming the Hulk, he becomes Joe fix it and then he yeah. gets a different suit. Yeah black suit you know or something anyway the point is they must have plans or else there's no way they would pay for the tooling on a giant figure like that i think the white coat bow tie black pants with wolverine as patch from all those years ago i think that's i think that's a very likely two pack you know you can use a smaller suited body for wolverine they gotta have a head that'll work you know, a patch style head and they'll repaint this Hulk. That's it. That's what, that's what I think the next one you'll see on that body is. Yep. But anyway, well, I'm getting them. That's my Hulk. Joe fix it. Hulk is the Hulk that I like. So I'll be getting this one. I will also be and, getting this one probably. And, and with, Oh, I know you're getting it just like, you know, you're getting, if there were a set of dice two feet away from you, you'd grab those too. <laughs> Hulk dice, Joe Fix-It dice. I'm getting those. No shit, Shirley. I would get Hulk dice even if they weren't readable. You would get Hulk dice if they existed. 
Absolutely, I would. And with that, boys, I'm going to have to sign off. I'm coming into a bad service area, but I'll be excited to hear how you guys finished out the show. Hopefully, we'll be back, all of us together, doing an actual program next week or so. Uh, West Coast Scott and I will sit down and work out the schedule. And with that, I will say adieu. All right, Kev. Thanks for calling in. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's just do a couple more. Let's let's hit the the Disney theme park news. Hold on, I got a I got a bumper for that, don't I? All right, let's do this. Geek stuff. Theme park news. Yay. It's a good thing he left because that's Kev's least favorite bumper. He hates that one. Um, so first of all, uh, have you ever seen Fantasmic? Uh, is that that's one of the uh, parades, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's it's like the late night or one of the shows. Yeah, the late night show. Yeah, so like if you're at Disney World, they have like a whole arena, and you just go watch Fantasmic in the arena. If you're here at Disneyland in Anaheim, California, it's uh, along the river. Uh, it's on the water. It's on the yeah. water. Yeah. And so the Maleficent, the finale of Phantasmic is fire breathing Maleficent dragon, caught <laughs> fire, caught fire and burnt up. Nobody, what? nobody was injured, but uh, definitely a little bit of a malfunction, and the thing burnt up the other day. So I wonder if a do they have a backup? Is there like other Maleficent dragons on standby? And b um. Do they re? You don't remind me. You don't have to pay for these shows. You just show up where they're happening. Yeah, no, you, you just watch, watch it. Them, right? and, and, and in fact, if if it's too windy, if it's rainy, oh, we won't be doing Fantastic tonight. Like so, yeah. So it's not it's not like guaranteed. Yeah. And so, and I think that they're not doing Fantastic right now because I don't think they have a backup. Uh, Maleficent. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, actually, my boss is coming out. And he had made reservations where if you if you eat at a certain restaurant, and you get like VIP seating for Fantasmic, and, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, are they going to have the show now?" And I'm like, mm, "I don't think so. I think Fantasmic's going to be shut down for a little while." Uh, but they could also just do the whole show and just not have. Uh, they could have some at, other at bit end. at yeah, the end, you know, you know. So 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 we'll see. They may by the, by the end of the week when he's here, they may um, they may have the show back and just no yeah no no dragon at the end. So, so that's the exciting news uh, for Disneyland. Over on the other coast, I know we don't like to get political on this show, but have you seen what's going on with uh, the governor of Florida and Disney World? It's I know it's a great back and forth um, where he's trying to act like he has to say and what goes on there. <laughs> I mean, and I, I guess there was... So, like, the area that Disney owns or yes. that they ran... Like, they did some political stuff to, like, take that out of their control. And then there was a whole thing of, like, oh, well, does that mean that all the debt that Disney owns on that now becomes public debt? And there was that whole thing. Um, and it was because Disney spoke out against the Don't Say Gay bill that uh, DeSantis passed. And then now he's, like, going after them. And and it's just, it is this horrible back and forth. So then the next thing is Disney says, oh, we're going to do... Uh, you know, LGBTQ nights at Disney World for the first time, like just kind of like they had it planned already, but it feels like they're just kind of giving a fu to DeSantis, and then he comes back and says he's maybe we'll start putting tolls on the roads out to Disney. Maybe we're gonna come and inspect the rides. Uh, you know, like it, he's just clearly trying to threaten 
Disney. Now, again, he's the governor of a major state, so I guess you put him in. This is Disney. I mean, listen, it, and as someone who I guess vaguely enjoys the state of Florida, if Disney World, because you know they could, left the state of Florida to go anywhere else, Florida's overall state economy will fucking plummet. Because the amount of people that go to Florida, if you're purely Disney, mm-hmm. every year, it'll be astonishing how quickly it drops off if he pokes a Disney bear too much. Now, realistically, do I think that they'll keep poking the Disney bear knowing that because they're not dumb? No, I don't think they'll keep poking the Disney bear. But it'd be a dumb trail to try and see how far you can go down. I mean, it's, it's funny you say that, too, because North Carolina... Uh, is trying to invite. Hey, move it, move it to North Carolina. I just can you imagine like, like taking apart all the rides and moving them to another state and rebuilding them. I mean, like, like it's not like they could re- really do it. You, you know, now do they build another park somewhere else that would pull some? You know, I don't know. But I mean, it just really is it just ridiculous to see what what's going on there at at, at Disney World. And the problem is. You know, like, I'm not thrilled with Disney as a corporation these days either. But, you know, I mean, heck, if I'm going to have to choose over, you know, the the homophobic governor of Florida, I guess I'm going to not. To, we're not supposed to get political on the show, so I won't say anything more than that. But it is. A, it's a, it's uh, I will a say if they do move there. North Carolina because they're the only company you can, it saves you an hour on a flight out of Jersey. <laughs> there you go. An hour closer. An hour closer. Let's see. So, uh, you know, also, you know, just just talking about Disney as a company, uh, you know, they're laying off a bunch of people too. I've I feel like I've heard about. I don't know if it's just the time of year. Is this time of the year just layoff season? I do think so. I feel like a bunch of people and companies I know had layoffs the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I think that, that it is the time of year, you know, earnings are coming out or whatever, and then they start laying people off. So they're laying off like 7,000 people, it looks like, and then there's a second round of layoffs after that. You know, like ESPN and theme parks, it's coming from all over, the, like the Disney Corporation. So it's not just at the theme parks, it's all, all yeah. throughout Disney. Um, looking at, you know, other Disney business-related news, right? Um, Strange World lost nearly $200 million dollars so it was the worst box office flop of 2022 did you see strange world probably didn't no one i i didn't hear it so i know strange world was a movie that was going to come out but i didn't know a single thing about it beyond that so here's what i would say um they didn't promote it all that much like it was like oh that came out like i didn't even know there was a disney movie um, it does have a, an LGBTQ main character. Um, and so, again, there's some speculation that, well, they knew it it had a, a, a you know a gay character, so they didn't promote it, so that then the movie wouldn't do that good. So they can go, see, movies with gay characters don't do that well, right? I mean, because it did not do well, but I don't think that they promoted it right. Because I watched it. I thought it was fine. I liked it. I mean, I've, I've seen it. It's on Disney+, Plus, and I've seen it. Lots of times with my kids now, it's a it's a decent movie. And in fact, when you go and watch Quantumania, the quantum realm looks far too much like uh, Strange World. Like where they are in Strange World and the stuff that's going on, I felt like when I was watching Quantumania, like did Quantumania watch Strange World and then 
make the quantum realm look like that. They're way too similar coming out of the same parent studio in within a year of each other. So, so I don't know. Anyway, they lost $200 million on that. They lost $100 million on the, the Chris Evans Lightyear. So, I, I mean, I don't know. There, there's some, some definite stumbles for Disney. I guess when, you know, you're at the top of your game for a few years with all the Marvel stuff just raking in the dough, they can't all be winners. But it's like, those are some pretty big losses. Yeah, I mean... Of the many billion dollar companies in the in the in this in this wonderful world that we live in, um, Disney's the only one that you can see their uh, their wins and losses so openly. Yeah, yeah. And then what else? They 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 fired the like the head of Marvel Entertainment, right? Yeah, I saw that. So that's the guy, that guy's name is Isaac Perlmutter. So, um, I mean Marvel. Marvel sucks kind of nowadays. The only good Marvel thing in like a while for me has been the second Black Panther movie. Everything else has kind of been ant to ass. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess there's some speculation that uh the Marvel boss Promoter like didn't like he had a clash with Fahey. And 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 so he lost in that clash, right? Fahey's still there and he's gone. So yeah, but yeah, I think I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is uh, is struggling a little bit, um, a lot of bit. You know, DC is about to reboot there, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, what else on the on the on the Disney story? So they're going to do that. We said they're making the live action Moana. Basically, I think that I know the Rock is playing his part. I think the girl that did the voice of Moana is playing her part too. So they're just taking the voice actors and having oh, cool. them. Do the live I didn't know action. she was. I didn't know she was doing it. I thought. I don't, I don't know that to be true. I don't know that to be. I know it's. Um, I I know that uh, the Rock is playing Maui. I don't know if. Uh, I thought she. I I didn't know she like had a not a bad experience. I, thought, I didn't know if she was trying to distance herself from Disney or something like that. Um. But I mean, hey, I mean, Moana is a cute movie. I liked Moana. I liked the songs. Yeah, but but I mean. I, like I don't know the, these live action shot for shot remakes. It's like why why bother? It's the same movie. I mean it, you know I I don't I don't I you mean, see it already right. It's like, it's like like I don't know like, like did you watch the like, live action Beauty and the Beast? Pretty much the same movie. Okay, I didn't see the live action Pinocchio. I'd be interested to see if that's the same movie. I didn't see the live action Lion King. I mean you know it's like I've already seen the cartoon. Why do I need to watch the quote live action? Yeah. I I I know, well I I shouldn't say that because I know for a fact I'm going to be in the theaters for the live action Little Mermaid because that's Ridney's favorite thing. So I mean I'm going to be seeing that one for sure. But like there's also have you seen the internet's blowing up over how ugly Flounder is? Like you know it looks like a real fish and it's like Flounder's supposed to be cute and everybody's like this is not what we want from a live action movie. Well so. listen if they if they bully them enough they they'll re, they'll redo it and make him cuter like they did with Sonic. Yeah, like they did with Sonic's teeth, right? So yeah. so yeah, not even Sonic's teeth. Sonic as Sonic. Oh, the, the whole thing they didn't like it, and they just redid him. Oh yeah, no, they went realistic Sonic, and then they went, let me make a move like a game realistic Sonic. So yeah, they'll probably if they bully them enough, they'll redo it. <laughs> just re- re- redo the they'll whole. They'll work movie. their overworked uh, <laughs> VFX guys more. Yeah, hey, this shit's coming out next week. Redo every frame that has flounder in it by tomorrow. Yeah, nobody sleeps. They're in there. Welcome home, honey. I haven't seen you in a month. 
I know. I just got finished with Little Mermaid. I'm happy to be home with my family. Hold on. My phone's ringing. Hello? Honey, I have to go back to the office and redo all the flounder. <laughs> the Pinkertons are here to escort me back to the office. Yeah, <laughs> you sent the Pinkertons to pick me up. <laughs> Please don't fight them, honey. They have guns. Oh, man. So these Marvel uh, stories here, Marvel's going to be reducing their output, right? Fewer fewer products, spreading it out a little bit more. Um, apparently, there was a lot more of King's backstory in Ant-Man 3 that was on the cutting room floor. I mean, maybe they're glad that they did that now because they're probably going to have to change Kang's backstory and make it a different actor. Um, yeah. Let's see. Fantastic Four has got its writer. It's Not a cast, though, yet. Which Gu Guardians of the still. Galaxy 3 is tracking for a lower uh, box office than Volume 2. Um, which is fair, because overall, the, the phase has had a lower box office, I feel like, as a whole. Yeah, I mean, 2 was building towards Infinity War, so yeah. yeah, we're 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 notched down, right? You know, it's like yeah. it ratcheted up to the maximum stakes, right? Infinity Saga, the whole you know, everything up to Infinity War and and end game, right? Yeah. That ratcheted the stakes up as high as possible. So the stakes aren't as high now because we're starting over. So it makes sense for everything for the box office to be lower, for the excitement to be lower, except that also, everybody expects Marvel and Disney to be better every time, better every time, better every time. It's like, no. It's like, you let some of the pressure off and you rebuild. And maybe if you would let them rebuild, they'll get back to the stakes like that. But nobody's willing to let them I also, that. I don't see yet, who knows, how any of Guardians Galaxy relates to Kang. Right. Um, it might relate to the overall story. I just, I don't see the, I want to say there's shoehorn a Kang appearance at the end. Yeah, it'll be in the after credits. But, I mean, isn't High Evolutionary kind of a Kang-level villain of his own? Isn't he a pretty major bad He's guy? important. He's, like, a baddie. But, you know, Kang is, you know, it's... High Evolutionary is an important enough villain. He, he His hands have touched a lot of things. Um, I mean, if, if Kang is, you know, I'm not saying if Kang is Thanos, but, you know, I mean, if Kang is supposed to be the next big bad, you know, like, High Evolutionary isn't that level he's like like an ultron you know where it's like you know you talked touched a lot of lives did a lot of bad things stuff like that yeah i i are they gonna have annihilus be the bad guy for uh fantastic four what do you think annihilus or galactus annihilus not not galactus but see annihilus oh, okay. is not uh, i'd be shocked if it's right? not doom just to get out of the way oh uh, yeah yeah. It, has has Doom ever been Kang? No, I mean maybe a Doom yeah, in some like offshoot comic, but Doom was never Kang. Let's see what else we got here on the Star Wars front. Uh... Mando season three it was over. Yeah, yeah it was good. I liked it. it. Do you want to talk about it? We talked about it briefly. Um, I liked most of it. The ending I liked in theory. I have some gripes, uh, namely the destruction of the spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, destruction of the dark saber. I mean, it was supposed to be made out of Beskar, right? And he crushed yeah. it with his with his little yeah. So so here's the thing too. He crushed it, unless I'm wrong, in Bo-Katan's hand, right? Yeah. 
Why is her hand not mangled? <laughs> How did she able to just, you know, wring her hand out and be like, ow, that hurt? Oh, also, you sh- you broke this best car thing in my hand. Yeah. You know, it, it feels dumb that a guy who has been looking for the dark saber and then, you know, we get to this big cloud, they just destroy it like this. Yeah. Like, there is no weight behind the fact you just destroyed an artifact that's thousands of years old. It kind of just happens. But I think, I, you know, again, I, I think, though, that's the point, is this is a new beginning for the Mandalorians yes. without no, yeah. the Darksaber that's no the... longer part of the... It does. It, it can't be... It's done. You know, there is no Darksaber anymore, so you can. Cho- they're going to be able to choose their own path. They don't have to follow whoever wields the Darksaber, whatever. Which is fair. I just thought it was dumb. Yeah, no. I thought they could have they could have made a thing where it's like we lay it to rest or something like that. It could have been like, okay, no one's gonna use the dark saber anymore. Now it doesn't matter. We're gonna lay it or like melt it down in the forge and use it to make something new for Bogotan if it's yeah. made of best car or whatever. There you, go. you know, yeah. they could have done something else with it besides destroy it like that. Yeah. And that was one of my the clone thing was weird. You know, just having Moff Gideon clones and then. Killing them almost immediately, but you know there's probably more. Um, there was a whole bunch of things that I I I liked the season, but you know it's it's hard to maintain levels of hype that season one and parts of season two really uh, set us up for. I thought season three was the weakest of the three seasons, but I thought it was fine. You know. I mean, yeah, but you're right. But the stakes are different, right? It, it, exactly. It's, it's not. It's no longer about Din and Grogu. It's the bigger Mandalorian story. Yes. You know, and and I'll tell you, even from the previews that we saw at Celebration last year and everything, it this season did not go at all the way that I thought it was. I thought from episode one of of this season that Bo Katan's going to be. The big bad. It's gonna be. We're gonna, you know, she's gonna be bad, and we're gonna have to figure out how to deal with Bo-Katan. I did not think they were gonna immediately team up and be besties and solve their problems in no time. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could almost argue that they solved it a little too easily. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, but then I like that it it opens up the world for the man. You know, like it's a happy ending, not really an ending, but it's a happy resolution for the Mandalorians that they can go rebuild their planet and he can go live. You know, uh, you know, with with uh, you know his land by grief, Karga, and and all that. Like it was a, it could have been a series finale, right? Like that's it. We're all yeah. done with it. Which I want to say, I hope they are not ending, um, Din Djarin's story, because the so ending too. felt to me almost like they were trying to do that, and I hope that's not the direction they go. I like the character a lot, and Grogu. And I like the you know just everything that character is built into. I'd hope they continue that story because I've heard other uh, theories and possibilities that oh, the Mandalorian could be anyone. In theory, yes, but in practice, no, because we like Din Djarin. Right. Yeah. I, I hope it'll they it'll do be that. it'll be like The Witcher. How they're gonna recast The Witcher? It's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're right. They could they could say that was the story of this Mandalorian, and you come back and it's any other rando. But I mean, but again, we said it earlier. Pedro Pascal is a busy guy. You know, if they if if they want to step away from 
Din's story and go to some other Mandalorian for a while. I mean, they 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 did end his story quite nicely, but I hope that they don't. I want to come back yes. and see. You know, I want. Uh, oh, what what was the shoot? I can't think of the guy's name. What was the the guy that got shot? The heavy. Yeah. The the, the, the blue Vizsla? guy. No, no, no. The in the in season two or uh, with Cobb Vanth, the the bad guy from the from the cartoon. He was all blue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who's dead. <laughs> well, again, is he dead? I hope that he's not dead because I want to see Cobb Vanth and that guy and the Mando back in the next season. You know, like I want more Western storylines. You're right. Let's get back to the yeah. to the space Western and you, you, you know, know if if we do um, a different Mandalorian inspired by the the great pun you almost accidentally just made, I will call him the Randolorian. <laughs> I like it. Because if it's not Dinjar and it's not my Mando. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree. You know. Maybe I'm alone. If you if if you support or you don't like the idea of what I'm saying, call the GVM line 201-730-2547 or email us at geeksuptng at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the Mandalorian's future. Do you want to see more of Dinjarin? Do you want to see a different take on the Mando with a different character? Do you want to see more Din Djarin, but you wouldn't mind? You want a little both, little column, column A, little column B, the like Mandalorian Chronicles or whatever you want to call it? Let us know your thoughts. I mean, yeah, you just add an S to it, and then now it's it's a a series where they just have different Mandalorians anytime. Yes. I, I will say a highlight of the season was Paz Vizsla's uh, speech, right? Yes. So why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because we're like it was great. It was a good. It was a good turn because you think he's getting ready to say we're not going to do it, and then he goes, "No, this is what we do. This is the way." Right? So, right. Cad Bane is that guy's name. Cad Bane. Cad he Bane. was a great okay. bad guy. Uh, I think uh, from the clips that I've seen of the cartoons, he seemed like he was good in the cartoons too. But man, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked. We didn't get nearly enough of him. He was he was really enjoyable, yeah. and he was just he was in and out so quickly. I, I hope that we get more Cad Bane in the in the future. Um. All right, so as we start to wrap up here, the last thing, uh, Carrie Fisher is going to get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Star Wars Day, May 4th. Oh, nice. So right out, very shortly after this episode comes out, and uh, it sounds like uh, Harrison Ford is done, uh, and he's not going to be involved with an uh, Indiana Jones TV series in any way. So. I mean, I think he's done with most things. He's he is up there in age too. A lot yeah. of people are up in age at this point. But he's you know, trying to wind down their. Uh, he can't their be done working because he's doing uh, Thunderbolt Ross. So he's at least got a couple of Marvel things to do before well, he's gone. See, that's the thing where I think they're going to turn him red, and then he can just voice act. Yeah, and then they might just mocap him. I mean, honestly, though, maybe he just plays Thunderbolt Ross in human form, and as soon as he's red then they get a different voice actor because i mean you know do you need harrison ford is his voice strong enough to be red a red hulk right i don't mm-hmm. know it'd be interesting well we'll see all right anything else we need let's do let's do the uh do we t- what should we title this episode um i don't know There's so many wonderful things we talked about uh <laughs> hasbro sends the pinkertons i don't know Send in the Pinkertons. Send in the Pinkertons. All right, I like it. Send in the Pinkertons. 
uh, on episode 719. Let's do the plugs. Uh, Kevin, who is in Parts Unknown, driving around. You can catch him all throughout the internet as BK BKGeekStef on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and on Xbox, he is BigKevGS. You can find me at, Geeks, at uh, PiDayScott on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show uh, at GeekStuffTNG. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Linktree. <laughs> Go over to the uh, Patreon and support the show there. Uh, and then what about you, Sandwich? You can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Okay. And with that, we'll end this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 719, Send in the Pinkertons. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Jerry Springer. Take care of yourself and each other. And on that note, we cue the music. Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>